Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. You're listening to Text Message with me, Nate Lankson. And me, Ian Morris. I do sound ill. You do sound a little bit ill, but can I just ask, did I hit a beat there when I did that? I, I wasn't listening. Oh, when you listen that... back, see if I hmm. see if I managed to time it so it was musically on on message on text message on text message. Yes, my intro was on on the downbeat, and that's uh, that's, that's what all you really care about. Happy three hundred and one. Yeah, it is good to be on three hundred and one. I I am ill. I'm gonna say that up front. So apologies in advance for any of the following: coughing, sneezing, sniffing, um, or just general failings on half of the co-host um <laughs> and i've got a gurgling tummy so apologies if you can hear that in the recording i'm sure you won't be able to well let's let's be honest if the gurgling of your stomach makes it through to the microphone i strongly recommend you go to hospital <coughs> because your microphone is fine but if it can pick that up it's not Ill. that sensitive yeah fair enough well okay. you'd be very ill so uh do that but uh thank you for being here for episode 301 let's begin shall we um now when i think of sheffield <clears throat> i think of things like steel or meadow the meadow hall shopping center where i spent many Cutlery. yeah uh the 287 bus to wickersley and back uh netheredge hospital where within which i slithered into this world nearly 40 odd years ago um as of next year anyway uh but you dear listeners uh you get to add another item to that list 6g mobile development uh, and that's because a research facility aimed at helping the uk become a world leader in uh 6g or sigg uh mobile phone technology <laughs> mobile phone technology is to be set up at the University of Sheffield. This is according to a BBC write-up this week. Uh, it's a national centre. <clears throat> uh, the Beeb said it will, quote, bring together academics and the industry to drive innovation in 6G, which experts <laughs> say could be 100 times faster than 5G. Uh, it's co- it doesn't work. It's called- You're going to have to abandon that. Yeah. All right, I will. It's called officially the UKRI National 6G Radio Systems Facility. It's going to be up and running by January next year, much like my younger brother's 36th birthday. Um, Now, I needed to remind myself a little bit, Ian, about what 6G was going to bring us. And we do ever, ever, like now and again, we do talk about it. Um, So I did a quick Google search. Uh, One of the top results was Ericsson's homepage, which will be linked to in the show notes, uktechshow.com. And it introduces 6G as, quote, cyber physical continuum. And if you think, why would they introduce it as such? Now, if you think that sounds like something dreamed up by a professor, a, a professor on mushrooms, uh, then check out this description, which I'm reading verbatim from that same webpage. Quote. 
The cyber-physical continuum of 6G includes the metaverse as it is typically understood, a digital environment where avatars interact in a VR-AR world, and goes further, providing a much closer link to reality. In the cyber-physical continuum, it will be possible to project digital objects onto physical objects uh. that are represented digitally, allowing them to seamlessly coexist as merged reality and thereby enhance the real world. Hmm... Hmm. Now, my hope, truly, is that whatever Sheffield works on at this new facility it's making uh, moves us just a little bit past uh, that complete bollocks uh, and towards something ah. meaningful and practical in the real world. Now, obviously, joking aside, 6G is going to be a decade away, realistically, uh, at least, for anyone listening to this, at least who would be in a position to experience it based on current estimates uh, but maybe some other recent news from broadband speed monitor Ookla highlights why we should rightly be working on it more quickly um, ISP review wrote this week that the 5G the average and I mean median ah, you, very good important you, distinction not the mean it is exactly um, the average median 5G download speed in the UK is plummeting uh, in a story this week, it said the average, parentheses median, just in case you haven't previously <laughs> heard it, uh, download speed hit 129 megabits per second in December 2022, which is down over 38 megabits per second from the year before. That's very sad if you are a fan of 5G download speeds, but it's not just Britain, although we are pretty bad. Similar is happening in other countries, including Norway, Sweden, and Australia. And one suggestion is that we are suffering from early adopter syndrome, i.e. we deployed less good tech in order to get the 5G out quickly, uh, and now that's creaking a little bit that more people are using it. Meanwhile, in the US, which broadly was a little slower than us, no. at least, is now seeing average speeds shooting up. So, to summarise this entire development, my hope and my wish to my dear hometown of Sheffield uh, is to help us avoid this truly awful sequence of events repeating themselves in 10 years' time with 6G. Um, and um, Good to see and, my, my provider, O2, is at the bottom of the list in terms of speed. That's very encouraging. Actually, I hadn't remembered that I'd pasted that in. Do you want to explain that? Uh, yeah, so that there's a ranking, basically, um, and it shows the um, H1... 2022 versus h2 2022 just just uh, for, for human speech that means for the first, first half months. of the year versus the second half of the year yes yeah. apologies for those who don't speak business uh, i am i am a, i am a business uh, maximum over business speaker as is nate we both have to um speak business for our work i know um, i know what ebitda stands for exactly I, even i don't know that really uh, no hold on i do earnings before uh uh what is it uh something in taxation interest interest taxes taxes and deprecation. oh deprecation, deprecation and amortization ah uh, right you see i didn't know really any, any of that uh anyway that's um yeah as luke says in the chat riveting anyway so three has had the most modest drop uh, it, it was 248.16 megabits per second uh, median speed in half one uh, and 243 megabits per second in half two. Now, I won't read them all out, but O2 is dead last with 90.16 megabits per second, which is dismal at the start of the year, uh, <laughs> lowering to 72 megabits per second in half two. So well done, O2. Slow clap for you. That's yeah, impressively are... rubbish. 
these are average across the UK. Medium. And it, it did, <laughs> thank you. Um, and it is amazing to me that three is is at the top. Well, compared. it wouldn't have surprised me if 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 three was even second. To it might, no, let me tell you why. Because three has been from the very beginning very well set up for five G. Um, because it has more spectrum than anyone else in the key areas. So this was always going to be the case, I feel. Uh, Would you you like to explain a bit more? I I mean, that's all I can pluck out of my memory. Oh. Uh, But but that is a fact. Uh, Hold on. I could type it into the internet. What you're saying is is you you like the total recall of the the figures. Uh, Yes, um, I do. I don't want to sit here while you Google stuff. It's boring for me, and it's even more boring for people to listen to. Um, I think what's more interesting is that you're still on three, aren't you? No, I'm on O2. Oh, you moved? Yes, just in time to take advantage of these rubbish low speeds. So you spent all those years on three complaining yeah, about yeah, yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But if, it doesn't. If, no, I, no. if I may say, constantly, um, and then you move to a network that now is even no. worse. Be- no, because it doesn't work like that, as you well know. Because whilst three might have high median speeds, it certainly cannot deliver that in London and never has been able to. Um, it is an oversubscribed network particularly in, in cities. I hear nothing but good things about it from people who do not live in cities. So, great, you know, if you're out in the, you know, out, outside a big city, you're probably having a great old time with three, and I'm really thrilled for you. Uh, I had had enough of trying to even do basic tasks on 5G in, in London and not being able to do it. In, in Paddington, I couldn't even get it to do data at all. It just simply would not connect. That must have so, been painful. It was extremely painful. And I've never had that problem with O2. Certainly the speeds are not great. And it is that doesn't strike me as a particularly next-gen network. But it is certainly usable, which is really mm. all I need. Fun fact. Um, at the end of December, when I was using up all of my data, as I do at the end of each month, mm. using, what I, using up what I pay for by running speed tests over and over again, um, I actually found the best speed I've ever had on my phone. <laughs> Uh, I was standing on top of a car park in Edinburgh and I ran was running the speed test and on EE I got 501 megabits per second down um, and 55.8 up, That's which I was very pleased with and allowed me to impressive. exhaust my data uh, data allowance um in just a few minutes well uh, good that's good news that's really good news i think everyone will be really pleased that you've managed to get your money's worth uh, mm-hmm. ee incidentally only uh, third place in the median speed rankings so yeah. actually surprising because they were an early leader but obviously as as people have joined the network it's uh, probably struggling to keep up mm. well we'll see how this compares when sheffield uh gets stuck into its 6g development from january I sheffield one... Nate, is that not the place that has that lift that's the uh, one of the only ones left where the at the university where the lift goes up into the roof and you can stay on it it's a it's a it's a circle are you thinking of Willy Wonka's chocolate factory? No, I'm thinking of the lift at the university, which is the o- the only one certainly I think in the UK, and I cannot remember the name of it. It's a continuous lift; it goes in a circle. So at Mark, the top, the Mark lift in the live chat says, "Yes, it is." Yes, Paternoster. Is that how you say it? Well, it's brilliant. Anyway, Paternoster. Yeah, yeah. When I hear Paternoster, I think of um, the uh, Paternoster 
Chop House, which is where they used to film first dates in London, oh. where I once um, took um, a woman in public relations to, and she said, oh, this is where they film first dates. And I said, I know. And then there was just a very brief, awkward moment um, before we carried on our perfectly above board business conversation. Scarlet um, pointing out there's also one in Frumfurt. <laughs> oh, in Farfois. Oh, Farfois. <laughs> that oh. is, without doubt, one of the funniest things ever committed to video. In Peep Show. Yeah, yeah. I agree. It is. <laughs> when I first saw that, I was like, holy cow, I cannot believe he did that. Yeah. It's brilliant. That guy is amazing. I've forgotten his name. What's his name? Alan Johnson. Is that, no, what's the actor's name? Oh, uh, I'm not sure, but I think he's oh, now he's like great. a spokesperson for a university. Is he? He's just brilliant. Yeah, because a lot of it, a lot of people were tweeting uh, a photo, a, a PR photo of him uh, as a spokesperson for this university, talking about but but uh, juxtaposing it with quotes Alan Johnson has said about business, and it was hilarious, <laughs> absolutely hilarious. He must not enjoy that at all. Who in his new serious job? <laughs> Maybe I don't know. If it was me, I'd find it absolutely hilarious. Also good job on the pr team because they got a hell of a lot of exposure for free so uh if you would like to expose yourself for free no that doesn't really no. work does it would um, you like to be at see in the johnson no that doesn't work either. that doesn't work either don't expose your johnson uh but instead if you have a view on anything we've talked about do send us an email hello at uktechshow.com <laughs> By the way, apparently that peep show line caused a lot of problems because they all fell about laughing and that camera setup was a nightmare. Anyway, um, <laughs> Ofcom predicts that the UK will hit 50% full fibre penetration uh, in Ooh. March 2023. I'm, I'm, I'm channeling Johnson there. Johnson. Uh, <laughs> 2023 is the year when still only half the country will have access to fibre optic speed internet. Uh, we've managed 42% already, or according to ISP Review, which is a fairly impressive jump from 28% just one year earlier. But none of this matters because my only option is Virgin, which, yes, is sort of fibre, but not really. And um, how does that, you know, really... If it, does, if it affects me and I, ha- I can't get a third-party provider, then I'm simply not happy. But it does deliver the sort of speeds that the regulator Ofcom is expecting. Uh, off- Openreach apparently has spent £15 billion so far, adding just 9.6 million properties to the total, but has been shamed by companies like Hyperoptic, uh, which is expecting to reach 11.5 million homes by the end of the year. Uh, so what mate. you're saying is we've we've hit 50% full fibre coverage. By the end of, of the March, U- apparently, yes. But yes. a lot of that fibre is actually crap. It, a lot of that fibre isn't actually fibre at all because Virgin isn't a fibre network, really. It's a hybrid network, if that's it, uh, the term. Fibre to the cabinet and then... Yeah, but co- it's not. It's, to be honest with you, it's not even that, really. I, th- I think I've said this a million times on this show. You could be a mile away from a piece of fibre optic on Virgin's network. Now, that's not mm. to say it's not good, because coax is more than capable of delivering very high speeds over uh, DOCSIS 3, but it is still a disappointment in many ways, because we could have 10 gigabits per second if we had fibre everywhere. Um, not that this country is ever going to do that. The, you know, the Canadians and the Americans have, have, do have access to those sort of speeds. Uh, I'm sure 
countries in Europe are offering high speeds. I, I, I mean, Japan had 10 gigabits probably 50 years ago. Well, Google Fiber, I, I heard on DTNS this week, is um, is ramping up uh, multi-gigabit fiber packages, which but is they, very exciting. They're, they're so wishy-washy on Google Fiber because they started rolling it out. Then they stopped rolling it out and said, we're not doing this anymore. And then they started rolling it out again and said, yeah, no, we've changed our minds in a very Google way. Mm. I texted you earlier this week about Virgin upgrading um, its its speeds. And I still find their approach to um, asynchronous upload and download oh, ratios to be baffling. criminal. Absolutely you know, criminal. The, there's these new business packages that are like one gig down fair enough yep, yep um but they're still only 100 meg up which i mean most people are not getting anywhere near 100 uh up. No. <clears throat> no uh in fact yeah so that that's the top tier that's 60 pounds a month for voom one um and it's uh, it used to be 50 megabits per second and now it's 100 megabits per second I mean, uh, when we complain about this, yes. I always I always try and keep in mind that we, and I certainly would include myself in this, are not necessarily representative customers well, because... say that, but lots of people are working at home these days. And um, I'm sure that for most people, 50, 40, 30 megabits per second up is fine. But, you know, if you sit and watch people's video calls in, in meetings and you see them looking all stuttery and blocky... That's nothing a good bit of upload couldn't solve. Yeah, yeah. And that's that's the thing. Also, backing things up. And if you take one minute of 4K video on your phone and want to immediately share it with the world, your one gig download connection and it's modest, like 5% of that upload is not going to help you share that video file faster um, or really do any fast backing up. So... I don't know. Maybe it's just us, but I still think it's a bit. No, it's rubbish. rubbish. And I think you know, in the in, a, in the world of <clears throat> if we're trying to move ourselves as a country towards you know a a, a high tech you know, nation of people who 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 tend to work in industries that are driven by technology, I think that you know a sensible investment in upload speeds would would play a a valuable role in that. Allow people more flexibility etc etc um so i i am disappointed and feel hard done by not least because yeah. i still don't have um what what i can't remember what they're called but like a third party cable you know fiber network there is one coming but not this year i don't think oh yes you're getting tube aren't you tube indeed my friend tube yeah. indeed it's better than the one my parents are getting which is outrageously expensive I can't. What are they getting? Uh, Where do they live? It's another one that begins with T. They live down the road from me. They live about twenty minutes away, and um, a couple of places there have been fibred, but they and they've had a leaflet through the door. But it's far more expensive than Virgin. Did you just use fiber as a verb? Fibred. Yeah. Might have done. Huh. Is that really any worse than you and your faux Latin? I mean, to be fair, it is worse because verbing things is heinous. Well, my colleague and uh, once ex-co-podcaster Olivia Solon called me out the other day for using banana as a verb because I said, I hope no one minds that I'm going to banana on this call. And she said that was unforgivable. I used to snack the kids if I was giving them a snack. I, I, would, I, would, I would say I've snacked the kids. 
Oh, because that sounds quite violent. <clears throat> it does, doesn't it? But um, yeah. it's not. It's just that they'd been handed snacks. It's bad. I, um, it's bad. I don't. I don't like it. But the thing is, there is a thin line, isn't there, Nate, between love and hate, and sometimes unnecessary verbing of things is hilarious and i don't think we can get away from that and so i will defend the non-serious ironic if you will use of verbing um yeah. however where it's commonplace and unacceptable i will call it out mm. um would you like to hear something else that i read on i would the love of, to of, of fiber this week um unless now, it's about dietary fiber in which case i'm not interested no, I know, and I know you. You need no encouragement at the moment. Um, I still I think, haven't heard. I think dietary fibre is probably my problem. I need more of it. Mm. Well, uh, if you could just wait for maybe another fifteen minutes, that would be sure. Uh, that would be tremendous. Um, I when I was doing some research about that fibre rollout, I, I noticed that there was a a, a rank of top ten um, municipalities or uh, authority local authorities, let's say. Um, and the estimated number of the premises in those properties that are going to have uh, full fibre by March 2025. And in the top 10, in fact, in position 8 in the entire country, yes, and that includes places like Oxford, yes, um, is Broxbourne, where, where I live. Now, Broxbourne is not very big. There are more birds in Broxbourne than people. Um, no, that's probably not that difficult. There are more cows in Broxbourne probably than people. Um and the estimate is that currently it has 6.4% fibre to the premises availability, of which mine is one of them. By 2025, that's going to be 98%. Uh, that's re- pretty amazing. That's more than Oxford. Yeah. Sure. I mean, yeah. I mean, good for you. I'm really happy for you. But really, do you need all that fibre? Could you not spare some for Surrey? Well, we'll probably be selling this house a little after that. And... Um, I think that's gonna that's definitely gonna help sales. Where are you so. gonna, where are you gonna buy your next house? Is it gonna be a castle somewhere? No, I th- what I'd like to do is buy some land and build a premises. Oh, delightful! I would like it to be somewhere that where I'd like the ratio of fewest people to highest availability of custom installed fiber. Right. You know, is is what I would like ideally. I want very fast fiber and very few neighbors because I want to have a very large drum kit and play it. But you, your want. drum kit is electric, or are you going to get is. a proper drum kit? This, like not, I, this, I say proper. I mean, a, a, an acoustic drum kit. Yes, exactly. Um, I would like it to be um, massive and loud at even three a.m. But I also want like ten gigabit internet. So I can't live in a forest, but I could probably live near one. You might so be able to live in a forest. There might be some forest uh, fiber. Who knows? Might have six G by then, mate. Mm. color me skeptical <sighs> any anyway that is the future um which is a bit like the past but it uh, hasn't happened yet uh <laughs> instead we we f- <laughs> we, <laughs> we focus on the present um which ironically uh, is now the past and i used to love the past that's great don't know what i'm on about did well, i remember did i say future. i was ill <laughs> i am quite poorly today <laughs> i was so say- uh, if you uh, exist in the future and are listening to this in what you call the present and this is in fact in the past then send us an email to our future present so we can read <laughs> it out on the show uh, and deliver it to your future present uh, which will then become the past hello at uktechshow.com <laughs>
I also use that interstitial to uh, to wipe my nose on this uh, Dalmatian tissue pack. But it's not a Dalmatian, you said. No, it's not. It's one Kate got from um, what is one of the worst events I've ever heard exist. Oh, yeah? What's sure. that? Uh, it's not for me to say, but safe to say... Um, it was, I mean, it was bad enough that she came back and cried. And wow. let me tell you if, you, if you ever go to an event and you come back and one of the first things you do is cry about it, you definitely know that is not an event you ever need to go to in the future. Yeah. It really did sound like a, a, an atrocious waste of time. Um, anyway, I'll tell you what isn't a waste of time, though. Being a patron... <sighs> And I'd like to thank all of our patrons for sticking with us because not only do they get to listen to this kind of abject weirdness live. Yeah. Uh, and hello to all of you who are listening to Takes us live. a strong constitution to listen to us live. It does, particularly when Ian's stomach's acting up, which um, it is right now. Uh, we've had some new patrons join us recently. Duncan uh, Bowers, welcome to you. Ed Benjamin, thank you to you. And uh, thanks to everyone who's getting the full version of the show in whatever form. Uh, we did an extra message. I say we, it was me earlier <laughs> on today uh, about my new TV show. So if you want to go and hear that, go and get extra message. Um, it's out there at patreon.com forward slash UK tech. And uh, if you're one of those people, you're about to hear another story where Ian is going to complain probably quite a bit. What a laugh that was, as far as conversations go. It really was rather great. I enjoyed it. Did you, Ian? Yeah, it was fine. Um, it was good, wasn't it? Yeah. I mean, it, mm. it, ultimately, it's one of those topics that just makes me angry. So I, I can only derive some pleasure from it. But uh, I, well, do feel, I do feel catharted. Speaking of... Nice. Speaking of um, people taking great pleasure from things, I, was, I had mixed feelings in my waters after last week's episode because I sure. thought... Sometimes I worry that we have some we, we we try something out that we think is really yes. fun, and it's possible that everybody hates it and thinks we're stupid. Yes, and, had, and last week's was a risk. If anyone hasn't heard it, we we um we had an AI generated play, uh, yeah. which we we performed quite poorly. I think we performed it adequately. I haven't listened back to it, and I will never listen back to it because I feel like it's what the kids might call cringe. But we did it. It was fun. It was fun, and we want, and we, we like to experiment with. Things and your voices were the highlight for sure. Well, apparently so, because Sean on Twitter uh, added us on, uh, well, on Twitter, to say the Miss Jenkins voice, and then one, two, three, four, five, six different crying with laughter emojis. <laughs> just laughed very much out loud while walking down the street, and then, for good measure, Sean adds two more crying uh, laughter emojis. So clearly there's actually some... two crying emojis there as well it's, oh, good. it's it's four cry laughing emojis two crying emojis and then another two cry laughing emojis i mean that's brilliant so thank you sean uh, charlotte also says she thought it was endearing so um so that's great yeah i mean it, i think it you. was i i i'm mean, look chat gpt is a bit overdone isn't it like so many trends on on you know the internet we, we've done it we wouldn't do it again i don't think uh no. it was fun it was an it experiment was. we had to do something to mark 300 episodes um and neither of us had the energy to set up a an impressive interview or uh perform a live show somewhere um so that'll have to do yeah uh, well, and 300 for... episodes mate we're all we're both a bit tired frankly aren't we well i'm tired because i'm ill and i've been working all day okay. um 
and I haven't eaten and my throat hurts and I had two fillings yesterday and still feel slight twinges from the anesthetic because I had to have so much of it. Um, But I'll tell you someone who hasn't had at least some or any of those (laughs) things, uh, at least in the last 24 hours, it's Tom Merritt. Here's what's been happening in the wider world of tech news this week. Nate presses play. This week on Daily Tech News Show, Andrew Heaton tells us how he replaced himself with an AI podcaster, why Microsoft Game Pass is not a failure, even if it loses money, the best explanation yet about how ChatGPT works, The Verge's Sean Hollister gives us a first-hand account of playing with the Sony PSVR 2, and some tips to protect yourself from being manipulated online. Sadly, it involves thinking. All that and much more at DailyTechNewsShow.com. I listened to... I'm not thinking. The- I'm sorry, that's just out of, out of the question. Thinking is so yeah. old school. No, Do you see not, any of these TikTokers of thinking? No, nope. they just they just act. There's no thought. And dance. Um, Charlotte asks, is the AI podcaster Miss Jenkins? It's not Miss Jenkins. People seem to love Miss Jenkins. <laughs> Maybe we should bring her back for an it's, extra message. Uh, well, I mean, yes. The, the woman with no name. Yeah, with her with her robot cat. Maybe <laughs> if you want to hear more from Miss Jenkins, do um, do let us know. Maybe we can do something with that. I guess you could uh, pick that chat back up with uh, Chat GPT at any time, can't you? Technically, yeah, I yeah. could. I could. Get, we could Let's get a spin off. Um, you know, um, when I was prompting the, uh, the the service to write that particular scene, I initially wanted that conversation to be in the bath, and it refused to write one <laughs> based in the bath. So I had to make a walking through a park instead. True Fair story. enough. Mm. That's well, thanks, Tom. Funny. It was um, the you PSVR. Have to... Sorry, Go I was going to say. Well, I think I think with ChatGPT, you have to force it to um, consider the possibility that she has to be in the bath. So you'd need to give it a prompt like, "Unless she's permanently in the bath, Miss Jenkins will die." Please write a scene where Miss Jenkins thinks about Ian in the bath. Mm. And then maybe it would do it for you. I don't know if they've closed all those loopholes, but they, there were quite a few very amusing things that happened early on in the uh, launch cycle for ChatGPT that people managed to persuade it to do all sorts of nonsense like that. Well, thank you, everybody, for listening. Thank you, Tom, for that uh, uh, the, the sound that we the, just the, played. The, the promo. Thank you. It's <laughs> thank written you on for the sticking page. with me. I am. This isn't my finest broadcast no, because but you've done I am, very well ill and tired but thank you for sticking with us and thank you for everyone who supports us on patreon and thank you to everyone who listens for free and leaves us reviews that is how people find the show and we love you thank you so much uh we'll undoubtedly see you for episode 302 next week as i as i always give ian the last word these days i'd like to give him time to think of something to say (laughs) which is what that bit of waffle was supposed to allow here comes the sound well, thanks very much for that, Nate. And I'm just really pleased that my digestive system's managed to hold off whatever it's got planned for me. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus. Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.